Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Greetings, listener dear. I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pappy's Flatshare Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. Flatshare slam down, cold Close cuts. Close enough, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to know that you've stopped listening to me this early in the podcast. <laughs> you've okay, zoned we, out. We've got a tremendous guest this week, James McNicholas, um, who's arse blog. He uh, is a famous Arsenal podcaster. He's also a member of the sketch group Beasts. Isn't he going to uh, blog? He's gonna blog. That's right. Yes, ask blog to his friends. That's a that's a very separate. He's gonna blog. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely is. right, Clarky. He's gonna blog. We've got a very wonderful guest. He's a total asshole. Uh, that, that, that's not my, I'm just, that's just what he calls himself online. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to Jason Nicholas's ass. He, he does. Um, he does. He does, he does something with ass in the title. Ass cast or some shit. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he's it, one of the things that surprised me about James is like I, I knew him from uh, this obviously the, as we all do with the sketch group Beasts but I was hanging out with him one day and my friend who was in the group came over like went white and was like oh my god you know Gunner Blog and you it said no like, I know Ask Blog <laughs> I know, I know, I know Ask Blog I know what I know he could barely talk to him because as an Arsenal fan he was like this is like talking to a huge celebrity so it's like in the football world he has kind of like this kind of prolific following well greetings to all our football fan uh, listeners you're in for a real treat <laughs> don't you worry we'll be, di- we'll be discussing the whole um, uh, Wenger out thing later on uh, <laughs> don't you it, we um, get to it we get to it hold your horses Sunday bag fans the ultimate um, beef the ultimate beef of all time um uh, yes, yeah, so don't forget if you uh, if you enjoy James on the podcast, and why wouldn't you? Two things you can do. Number one, you can buy his book, the uh, the Champ and the Chump, which is uh, out now. We give more details about that later on in the show, uh, and also you can join the Patreon and hear a whole bonus beef with James and the three of us over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flatshare uh, for. Four quid a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, including bonus beefs with a bunch of our guests. We're talking about Mae Martin. We're talking about Kerry Godleman. We're talking about Pierre Novelli. We're talking about Steve Bujaya. We're talking about Alison Spittle. So many fantastic guests that we've had recently have done bonus beefs with us. They're over mm. at the Patreon now. That's mm. a pound a week. Oh, my God. You know what? Less than that in a long month. 30 Great. days of September, Great. April, June and November. But let's not get into that now. <laughs> let's get Hell into yeah. uh, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts with James McNicholas. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You, you absolutely... I, for, I did forget you did say before the podcast, we're all going to say, and we we left you hanging on that, mate. I, I could only apologise. Um, right, well, second time's a charm. <laughs> let's do it. Here we go. Wee. 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 <laughs> well, if you got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you got a problem, call it a beef. If you got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef from the sorting out your beef. 
Right. Let's get cracking. So, sorry. Is that your new catchphrase? Does it always start like that? Yeah. We, oh, sorry. I was going, oh, is that our new... I've been away for a couple of weeks. Is that what we do now? At the yeah. start, we say, so, let's get cracking. And I start to say something and Clark goes, sorry, could I... Do, do, do. And then it's actually... I'm not going to lie to you. We're, we're still, we're still yeah, yeah. working out the kinks in the catchphrase. I can catchphrase. see all the merch. Let's get cracking. Pretty <laughs> T-shirts, mugs. Let's get cracking on the front. Sorry, can I just blah, blah, blah. The well, sorry, can I blah, blah, blah. print it over the top of it so you can't really make out either. What's what's going on, Clarky? You're right. Uh, so that, can you hear my neighbours chatting in the courtyard? Is what I was going to say. Do I need to close my window? We can't hear can't hear them, but yeah. because because they I they they really loudly interrupted you while you were saying. Let's get <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Can you hear them? Are they putting you off? I can hear them, but I quite like it because, you know, if I get bored by what you guys are saying. You've got another podcast going on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've got Courtcast going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does anyone do that as a podcast where they eavesdrop on other people? That's it's illegal, a, by the way. That's illegal, Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. illegal. <laughs> I mean, Piers Morgan did it, but not as a podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm thinking it's like you know, the lives of others, the conversation. Yeah, again, the lives of others. <laughs> That's <laughs> illegal. <laughs> it was, well, back in the, I guess back, back in the, in the day. If you were in the Stasi, I guess you were the law, weren't you? Yeah, fair enough. Can we fair like enough, become yeah. like the podcast? That's what it'd be called, the podcast Stasi. And it's like we eavesdrop on a different house every week. This week it could be you. Like, like. What, it's like, like a reverse it, goggle box. Yeah, like a very frightening goggle box. <laughs> if you give it a game show element, like you know when when Noel's house party kind of he jumped in through your tent. <laughs> TV, of course. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't illegal, was it? it was like there was like a, a nice surprise element. No, to but it. That, I'm sure they had permission from somebody at that house. They had a man on the inside, and Noel always had a man on the inside. <laughs> and inside Noel, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so how would it? How would it work, know? though, Parry? So the the idea is, and um, so we just we'd we'd film what people are doing in their house of an evening. We bug a house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, bug a house is a very different podcast. I'm also <laughs> working on. Um, but we would. I'm bugging out. It's, 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 you, it's you and Hugh Laurie, isn't it? <laughs> it's you and Hugh Laurie on a date. <laughs> Listen, uh, he, he, Hugh is only tenuously attached, so let's not let's not clear the deal here, okay? I, I, that's what I heard. <laughs> I heard he was tenuously attached by the end of the night. I tell you what, it's a prequel. He didn't used to wear the cane. Didn't used to use the cane before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so listen, okay. Let's get cracking. Okay? Let's get cracking. <laughs> let's get cracking, guys. Um, you you record the inside of somebody's house and then. Like what? Because think about what the, the noise is coming from inside your house of an evening would be. Quite a lot of it would be you watching the telly, talking about that kind of stuff, chatting over dinner, talking about your day. Where's the meat of it? Well, that's what I, that's my question to McNicholas. Yeah. If we'd bug, if we'd bugged your house, if you were this week's guest on Bugger House, we uh, can't call it Bugger <laughs> <House>. <laughs> <laughs> the working title. Um, but you know, what rooms are bug? Are you bugging? <laughs> yeah, good question. But they're, that, they're all bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the bedroom's bugs on Patreon, I guess. The bedroom <laughs> and the toilet. You've got to sign up for that exclusive content. <laughs> the shit cast, yeah. Yeah. Tw- tw- Twenty dollars for the for the bug. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, that's a great idea. So I'm saying, if you're our guest on Burger House, right? <laughs> yeah. What what's the what what's the, what would be the stuff that makes the highlights that comes out of your flat? Do you reckon? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, probably there'd be a lot of me talking to myself. I talk to myself a lot in the house. Talking to the dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like she's a human. I didn't. I was recording another podcast the other day, and the dog was barking in the other room. And I said, "Sorry, I've just got to deal with that." Left the door open and went out the room. Someone alerted to me the fact that later on, the, the guy put out the podcast and you could hear me in the background explaining to my dog that I was on a podcast. Be like, sorry, I'm actually trying to do a podcast at the moment. Can you keep it down? Which is sort of, you know, lighthearted and whimsical in the moment, but when it's recorded and played out for other people, it just seems like I'm a psychopath or a lunatic. Did it work? Did the dog understand that you... Did the dog say fair enough? Yeah, of course. Down? Lucky the dog didn't speak back. If that had made air... You know, I'd be inundated with calls from the media. I was imagining you'd go through, the dog's got headphones and is sat in front of a mic doing their own podcast. Go, well, actually, your podcast is bothering my podcast. Po- dog podcast, podcast. yeah. <laughs> oh, podcast, yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, so has, has, has talking to the dog replaced talking to yourself? Is that one of the benefits of having a dog, do you think? Yeah, I think or, it's sort of marginally less troubling. I mean, I'm, I can't stress this enough. I'm not recording my own house, so I can't be absolutely clear. <laughs> if one of you guys is, you'll know better than me. But I think oh, I, I am say, that's to our job. Yeah. Roll the tape. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going right. to say on. though, I think the uh, generally when I talk to myself, mm. it's largely to tell myself off. Yeah, for oh, things yeah. for something bad I've just done, or or you know, I, I am the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically commentating on yourself, it. like you're if, like you're scoring if, the winner for England. If right? my house was bugged, you'd hear a lot of. Oh, you absolutely nailed that, Parry. <laughs> oh, really? That, I, no, that, I'm like that. Ben. Was a gr- that was a great bath. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the perfect temperature bath. Nailed it. Smashed it. <laughs> you smashed the bath. <laughs> you have got a wager in filming, haven't you? Got to give the Patreon <laughs> something good. Yeah, I knew they were listening. <laughs> <laughs> very hot water and then very cold it just shattered <laughs> it's a glass bath <laughs> and he literally nailed it <laughs> um, so you walk around telling yourself off do you boys yeah I do yeah oh what have you done that for a lot why did you of leave that? that there why have you done that? That, that that if I was to have a catchphrase on uh, what's this podcast called again bugger house Bugger House, yeah. <laughs> Why have you done that? Would be it. That'd Why be my have you much. done that? Yeah. I, um, my, uh, I realised ages ago, my brother, when he's like disappointed in me, kind of goes, oh, Ben. And I started doing that to myself. I was going to say your mom as well. That, that, oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. She that's kind of yeah. been there a lot, hasn't it, really? Yeah, it it's almost like a sort of clerky family yeah. catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it really brings the rest of his family together, actually. It, yeah. They actually harmonise as they do it. <laughs> After Christmas dinner, they all stand around in the living room yeah. and just chastise A rousing ben. chorus of Oh Ben. How has Ben let us down this year? Let's go around the room, shall we? <laughs> I feel like do, it's do the you... only time my brothers get on when they're kind of united in being annoyed with me. It's quite nice that you've replaced that, though, and you're sort of doing it yourself. I guess in lockdown it was a necessity, right? Well, that's it, yeah. And I guess I guess part of me feels like you need it. 
You need mm. it a little bit. Just, you know, come on now. Do you guys want to left your phone in the fridge, mate? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you don't get it, Clarky, then you become Parry. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a voice in your head saying, well, don't do that. Wait, did you did you leave your, your phone in the fridge? No, I didn't actually, no. But I, I do leave it in a variety of strange places. Brilliant. I'd be like, amazing, look where you left yeah. it. That was great. <laughs> Sensational hiding place. What a journey we've had to retrieve it. Narratively, that was superb, Harry. Well done. <laughs> Crosby, do you talk to your cat? Or your, yes. Uh, has the baby replaced... Oh, I guess now that they, they, you, you're, you're, it's a more a child situation where they understand what you're saying to them, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my child does understand what I'm saying to them. Uh, and, and also cats... Like, cats aren't great for... Because, like... I read an article where cats, they're not great listeners at all because I read an article where cats know their name. You know, like dogs are very good at knowing their name and you can call Mm. them back. Cats know their name, but choose to ignore it. Brilliant. So like they will, like, so if I'm shouting Cosmo, Cosmo, she'll know I'm shouting Mm. Cosmo, but she'll think, no, you know what? I'm happier sitting under this bush. He's only going to tell me about the things he's done wrong today. I, I, can't, be I, I can't hear that again. Fuck I've me. Got to I tell don't myself know where his fucking phone is. <laughs> In fact, I do, but I'm not going to tell him. It's under this bush. Cosmo, I've agreed to do another podcast with Parry and Clark. It's called Bugger House. <laughs> Fuck me, I'm off. I'm off to the neighbours. You'll see me in four days or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. sh- shall we crack on? Shall we crack on we, with some, some beef? We, we, I think well, we've talked let's enough. Let's get cracking, famously. We've let's get cracking, so let's art. just stop I mean, I don't think... Yeah, 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 sure. Um, were we recording when I said let's get cracking? We were. <laughs> if we weren't, then, I mean, we it's should be the whole thing out. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> mad. Um, do you want to... Uh, do you Start want to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we begin from the top? Let's yeah. get re-cracking. Well, let's uh, let's start off with a beef. Tom, this actually fits in with what we've been talking about. Do you want to do your beef from a listener? Happy to. Uh, this is Dog Plate Beef from Joe via Beef Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Dear Pappies and esteemed guest. That's you, James McNicholas, esteemed. Very kind. Have you been esteemed before, do you think? No, but I'm an author now, aren't I? So that's, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's yeah. Who, who had sixteen minutes before the book plug? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, <laughs> so book plug. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I, sorry, I had ten minutes, but that was for the other. That, that was for <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> um, you must find it hard to not tell everyone you meet that you're an author now, right? Yeah, I yeah. I've got a label. Everyone. I've got a badge. Uh, that I wear at all times. No, I, does, I don't. does that mean someone has to give up their seat for you on the tube? <laughs> yeah, the driver actually, <laughs> which is dangerous. Um, no, I, I, I yeah. I, although I crudely brought it up then, it's only because I was desperately trying to think of any other instance in which I might have been considered esteemed, and I don't think there possibly can be one. So it's a first. Thank you very much, dear listener. You're absolutely welcome. For for ages, I have dreamt of sending you a beef. But my wife, son and I have a relatively harmonious living arrangement. And until yesterday, I couldn't find anything that felt especially beef worthy. (laughs) 
He's chomping at the bit to have at the a beef. beef. Yeah. Imagine then my delight when this happened. <laughs> a friend of ours had brought her son round for a garden chat. The kids played together. We nattered. It was very pleasant. Also in attendance was their schnauzer, Rocky. And when I made drinks for everyone, I bought Rocky a plate of water. A high-sided child's plate, not the wedding china. After they'd gone, I popped the plate next to the sink to be washed up later. I was outside taking laundry in when my wife appeared at the door asking, is the orange plate I've just put in with the rest of the washing up the one the dog's just been drinking off? It was. She then got annoyed with me for not keeping it separate for, I'm not sure, a different kind of washing up? So, pappies and esteemed guest slash author, please help me out. <laughs> Am I in the wrong here? Thanks for the year of laughs. Years of laughs, sorry. <laughs> I've been listening for 11 years yeah. and I've totted it up. Cheers I've had about a year's year. worth of laughs out of this. Not bad. Not, Not a bad, bad. ratio. No, we'll take it. Uh, cheers, everyone. Bye. From Joe. That's a, that's an interesting beef and one that hasn't cropped up in our years. Mm. Of in our years beef. of laughter. A <laughs> year um, of laughter. <laughs> well, we kind of have a version of this where, so our dog, Belle, she's a lovely dog, but she does piss in her bed fairly regularly. It's not because she is not house trained. She is. She's just unbelievably lazy. And in the mornings, <laughs> she, in the morning, she'll just be like, I guess I could get up and alert people to the fact that I need the toilet. But rather than that, I will just piss in this bed and, and continue to lie here in it until I'm disturbed. Can I ask it you a very question? very much the same with Clarky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Clarky. That was going to be my question. Can you adopt Clarky? Um, oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. Back to sleep. But so, <laughs> uh, let me just ask you a question yeah, very on, quickly man. about this, because how how do you how do you feel about this? Because with your hand and it's all it's, damp. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but how um, are you happy of the lion? Even though when you wake up, you're going to have to clean up a load of piss, or do you think no? I'd sooner get up at five a.m. Uh, and you know, we tried let, that. Let out the house. We tried that. We we were like. We spoke to a dog trainer. They were like, you need to intercept. Yeah. Um, so we got up extremely early and did this for a period of time. But then inevitably, we'd get her up, take her out. We'd go back to bed. We'd have another two hours sleep. She'd just do it again. I think she must love it, to be honest. <laughs> like, there's no other explanation. Yeah. So Quite satisfying. But, but the reason, yeah, I think the issue is she's got like, there's two beds in this room now. She's got like four beds on a rotation. Like one's constantly in the washing machine. But right. the question we always have is when we put it in the washing machine, which is, as I say, five days out of seven, first thing in the morning, is it acceptable to put other clothes in the in, washing machine? With the piss with bed. The piss bed, yeah. I don't and know what, if you have this with babies. Is that a conundrum you face? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. We, we're occasionally getting kind of wet sheets and stuff. So, um, but I, I think in most instances, we just put that in as its own wash. Yeah, yeah. And so then, do we, but uh, it feels... It feels like you could always stick it. But what else would you be happy putting in there? Because there's... Socks. You know, you know what? Yeah. They're, they're far from the face. They're going to smell anyway. Yeah. A load of gym socks in there. <laughs> Hang on, Parry says surely pants. Not your best pants, though. No, you're not going to put in pants. pants gym need, pants. Pants need to be clean. But 
but your pants rub against your balls and your cock all day. <laughs> yeah, right? exa- exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So you yeah. don't want them to be covered so, in dog piss. <laughs> <laughs> or little, what little, Harry's saying is he, he what happens in his pants <laughs> is so appalling it's it's so and media, it may as well it's, 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 it's yeah. so bad they may as well be pre-soiled by my dog <laughs> I, I think you've got to trust the wash right that's it this, it all ends up in the sea doesn't it that's what you've got to think <laughs> I, yeah and I, it's the same with the dishwasher I guess I got ostracised from a stag do once for shitting in the sea. Yes. And it turned the stag do on its head against me. And it, I've never experienced it before. Can, can I ask a question? The How hostility. did you get found out? I said, oh, lads, did it from the pier. And then I did a picture. <laughs> no, we, 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 we were all in the sea. It was a helicopter <laughs> ride. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were all in the sea. And I swam off a little bit and said, oh, lads, look at this. And then. And then did did loads of shit, and they all ran out of the water like it was yeah. yours, and um, and I was like oh, a bit of fun, and then I, I came out to sea, and no one had talked to me for a couple of hours, and it had really really changed the mood of the stag. I think it's changed I, the mood I, of this podcast. As yeah. well. I, mean, I, honestly, I, I, I tried to talk about it at gigs, but it turned the audience against yes, me, and to Tom, a point, yeah. to I don't the know point of no point, return. I, I don't know at what point you're going to realise that that behavior was unacceptable and no one, no, no one wants to my, hear about it my is your argument point is the same go on james say it with me well it, it all it ends all, up there anyway ends up in the, it all ends up in the sea it all ends up in the sea that's the point of my edinburgh at the end that's where i bring it around and say <laughs> it, it all ends up in the sea and then cue the music and i kind of walk through the audience and everyone kind of slowly kind of gets up and a stand innovation happens or something because suddenly everyone realizes it does all end up in the sea I think you know I mean? your internal monologue is gradually doing you dirty here, Parry. <laughs> I think it's about proximity in that case. Yeah. I th- you know, we're comfortable with the idea it all ends up in the sea. We just don't want it to sort of bob up next to us in the sea. Yeah. Also, sewage plants exist, don't they? Isn't there a process of, like, treating... I suppose not treating the sewage. Clarky for a minute after. there, doubting the existence of sewage plants. He's <laughs> <laughs> had, had a slight wobble on it. He's had a rumour. <laughs> I've not... I've not imagined these, have I? I've not been to a garden centre recently, but I've heard there's a thing called sewage plants. <laughs> They're a bit like a Venus flytrap. You shit into them, they eat it, gets rid of your sewage. Is that one? Um, no, I, 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 I think, Tom, I think I, you're, you're actually right. It does all end up in the sea, but I think, and again, Thank James I think was, about to, was about to make this, this point. You, there's a journey there, isn't there? And you want to be as far away from the journey as possible, right? Mm. You want to be at the, at, the, at the very start of the journey, miles later at the end of the journey, it ends up in the sea, okay? In the same way that you wouldn't, you wouldn't for example, you wouldn't be in the bath and think, well, I'll take a piss in the bath because I'm in the bath. Because then you're in your uh, own. You, you clearly well, haven't been bugging my house. <laughs> <laughs> Listen back to the tapes, brother. <laughs> you nailed that bath, Barry. That you absolutely nailed it. Just it was the right temperature. <laughs> well, it was by the end. When I said it was the perfect bath, <laughs> what do you think I was referring to, guys? <laughs> oh, I know I talked to you saying end of podcast earlier on, but I, I actually agree with you. End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is the worst. I think it's think important to remember, though, that I would say a piss bed is worse than a water plate. A lot worse. 
Yeah. So in terms of the, in terms of the wash, I think I think you're right to be a bit hesitant putting other things in with the piss bed. Mm, I mm. think personally, a, a, a lick plate, you're fine. The dog's not been washing his fucking balls in it, has he? But he has probably been licking his balls. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there is that. He's licked his balls. Yeah, but and then it's he's slightly further away from the journey, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, distance from the journey. Um, if you had to really clean something. What would you trust, a washing machine or a dishwasher? A great question. Oh, that is a good question, actually. What is the more powerful of those Dishwasher, I think. And I I know that's mad because of the amount of pre-wash you have to do to stuff to get stuff really clean. But I think a a medium-soiled plate... Yeah. Dishwasher every time. Well, it'll be carnage in a washing machine, to be honest. <laughs> That's where the question falls down, James. No, medium soil plates compared to, to medium soil t-shirts. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I tried to do my dishes in the washing machine. <laughs> I think you were in the dog's bed. Yeah. I think you are right. I think dishwasher's got more of a hard man attitude because it deals with solid surfaces. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like think so. The amount of times something comes out of a washing machine and it's like fucking, oh, it's it's washed on stain now. Mm. Oh, Tom, you've <laughs> nailed that wash. <laughs> <laughs> the stain's permanent, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Even with it's the always sad there. Voice. <laughs> Jane the comes in and goes, Tom, to... why are you shitting it to the washing machine? <laughs> 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 like, I'm trying to make it a bit fun for the just kids. Just screaming that it all comes out in the sea. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I'd go with dishwasher, I think. I think it's got a hard man attitude. Yeah, if you ever accidentally open a dishwasher slightly before it's over. Yeah, oh yeah, exciting. There's fucking madness in there. It's chaos the in there, yeah. The, the heat, comes out. the water, it's like yeah. You, it's like when you're doing your roast potatoes or something and you get that like, boosh wall of heat come out it's similar but do you, you think if you're allowed to open your washing machine before it finished you would be just as impressed with that's true it's sealed I think off I'd be impressed <laughs> but I do I, the, the temperature is much higher in the in, in the dishwasher isn't it because an eco wash on my dishwasher is 50 degrees ooh and I wash most almost everything on 30 degrees in the washing machine yeah, so, so there's power to a dishwasher, isn't there? There's right. power, and, and there's I think heat. the normal wash is like eighty degrees or some mad shit like that. You can cook food in a dishwasher, can't you? Hang on, hold on. Well, like <laughs> sous vide kind of style. Well, uh, I don't know who sous vide is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you not read a cookbook? <laughs> Was she off the Bake Off? I don't know. She did a couple of, I didn't. I've stopped watching it since I moved to Channel Four. But um, but um, but like I've seen on like. I mean, admittedly, I've seen this on, like, those kind of shows. Cooking in prison. Yeah, it's a bit like that. But it's like, you know, these people are... Look at these mad rednecks and their mad redneck lifestyle on yeah. on TLC channel, that kind of thing. But um, but there are people who, like, make a lasagna and, like, wrap it in tons and tons of foil yeah. so that it's sort of sealed, stick it in the dishwasher with their plates, and it cooks it. Wow. Um, so it's that's... that's a, you know, in the same way that people can, like, heat up food well, with I their bet you car could boil and a, Yeah, I bet you can you know, boil an egg in there. Oh, you could comfortably boil an egg in there, although it would probably be... I mean, you'd have to work out some sort of contraption that could contain it. It feels like the sort of thing they sell on QVC, isn't it? An egg cup's a good one, actually. (laughs) Now I think about it, (laughs) Clarky. The egg cup already exists. So what we're saying is, really, in a kitchen, you could do away with your... You might even be able to do with your oven and, <laughs> and your washing machine and just go yeah. pure dishwasher. <laughs> That's what the rednecks are doing. 
<laughs> you got a really Post big dishwasher. Yeah. I've got yeah. a dishwasher only flat. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I'm so committed to the dishwasher only. I've got three dishwashers. Yeah. <laughs> it's cost me a fortune. It's more expensive than if I was running an oven. <laughs> um, um I think we've I, well are we able to solve this now nice and quickly I think he's I don't right think it's the a lick problem. plate was totally that's totally fine going in with the rest of the stuff I'd say so. I'd say so I'll, I'll say one thing we will occasionally because um, also we're, I'm presuming we're talking about it, this is in the this is not a wash this is not a dishwasher we're talking about we're talking about in the sink aren't we yes so oh right right okay to wash oh, it up in the sink I forgot people live like that yeah <laughs> now I'm I, an author I pop the world away <laughs> I put I pop the plate next to the sink to be washed up later. Yeah, is this is the orange plate I've just put in with the rest of the washing up the one the dog's been drinking of drinking off? It was. That's what we're getting here from that, right? So the only bit where I think she could have beef is if he'd left the water in. Yeah, if the dog had drank all the water, or if he's dispensed of the water, not a probs. Chuck the water in the garden, stick it next to the sink. I think that's absolutely fine. But if if there's still water in it and you've dumped that water into the sink, then it's Mm. like dog drink water. But I don't know. I think we we live in a world where in order to maintain our sanity, we have to trust washing up, right? Because if you think about when you go to a restaurant, (laughs) how many times has that fork been in somebody else's gob? You just have to not think about it and trust that washing up is works. Right, mm. so I feel like stick it in with everything, wash it up with everything, totally fine. If you're using, you know, like if it's all sat there in the sink for ages stewing, that's a problem. But if you if you put, you know, the if it's you put it in of, nice hot water, bit of sure. e cover, you're great. Sung happy birthday, exactly. It's got to work. These are the laws we live by. <laughs> our trust in cutlery is insane, isn't it? It's mad that we don't yeah. all just carry our own in like little holsters on our body. And I'm glad you specified where the white. holster was going to be, <laughs> as opposed to a floating holster above our heads. Do you not think it's well, mad when you go in like a pret and the forks are facing up? Yes. Yeah, like so to everyone to can grab touch, one, you've got to touch six of them. Yeah, everyone's got to touch all the prongs. It's grimbo, <laughs> absolutely grimbo. But um, but yeah, we just we don't think about it. You know, it's like. It's it is it is mad, but you can't. The cutlery think... delusion that would be like a good title of a book, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's got sort of. Oh, right. Gladwell that's vibes. the author, I suppose. I'll get I'll get the publishers <laughs> on their line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the cutlery delusion. It's, there's at least an essay in it. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like we can't start thinking about if we as soon as we're not trusting cutlery, our worlds will collapse as we know them. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. I think you just have to you just have to assume. That washing up works, but then you know, occasionally you'll get you'll you'll be in the pub occasionally, and you'll see there's like big thick lipstick on the pint glass. That's mm. happened before, and you, you just go, oh, okay, drink from the other side. You know, you just yeah. like just just turn it around. You have to, otherwise, you, your brain goes, oh yeah. Well, the lipstick's a blessing because that tells you where the lips have been. It's the if marker. The, if exactly. the previous drinker wasn't wearing lipstick, you're in big trouble. Yeah, and the, and and yet this is the time when they've basically banned straws as well. Oh, don't Although actually, if you, this is what you should. So like, what <laughs> you on. should, 
we're we're awful for the planet so far. We're saying get three dishwashers. Yeah, which which go at fifty degrees. And for God's sake, bring back plastic straws. (laughs) (laughs) That's been our message so far. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but did you not hear me suggest that you use e-cover washing up liquid? So it balances itself out. All right, that's true. I'm advocating raw sewage into the sea. (laughs) (laughs) You're not just advocating it; you're providing it. This isn't, our, this isn't our best hour on an eco front, um, but yeah, sure. Dogs, dogs can lick the balls. Let's let, let's 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 call it. Let's call it. We know this, don't we? Dogs yes. can lick the balls. Dogs, dogs can lick the balls. Dogs can lick the right? balls. Dogs can, balls can go in the sea. I didn't. I didn't know that was the beef, but yeah, let's allow it. I will say this though, right? And I, I hate to dip back in. I do think it is slightly if you do different if you're doing the washing up, and I think when you're doing the washing up. We've discussed this at length before, but I think you have to have a bit of a system and you do the things that have been need the most cleaning first and then maybe en- empty out and do, you know, fresh water for the glasses or something. You might be a bit miffed if there's a dog bowl in there. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing though Clark I was thinking about this because I was thinking yeah. sometimes we wash Cosmo's bowl we, we often put it in the dishwasher but sometimes we wash Cos- Cosmo's bowls in the um, and I always wash them last I always make it the last thing I wash in right. the washing up right but then I thought well, what am I washing them with the sponge so it's just going to go on something else later on isn't it it's you know I just think you, you've got to put like uh, here's the thing when it comes to washing when it comes to everything put it out your mind guys put it, put it out put your it mind out. otherwise you're going to you're going to start don't you know, look at the glass Exactly. Have another drink. Just starts, you'll start seeing germs floating towards you, like that episode where Mr. Burns grows his fingernails, and you'll be constantly scratching yourself, and you'll go insane. And you'll um, turn into a dock. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically. Beef solved. Um, beef solved. Beef solved. sorting out your beef solved. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Seagull Attack Defense. It's a beef from Rob on beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. And Rob says, Hi, gang and guest. No esteemed. Front names only, please. I've never heard a a first name referred to as a front name. Have you? This is where we we, we have. This is very, very early on in in the podcast. Um, Parry described it as a front name and it, it sort of stuck. So in order to sort of maintain a level of anonymity, we have our listeners uh, as front names only. So I it's like front, it. front names only. That's, that's, okay. that's um, yeah, that's, that's deep Beef Brothers lore. Okay, great. So Rob says, 
This isn't a flat-based beef per se, but maybe you can still help. Happy to do I was it. recently on a trip to Cornwall with a lady friend when one oh. night we decided to get fish and chips from St Ives. <laughs> While I... sitting on a nearby wooden beam on the beach, it became I apparent... I met a man with... No, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it became apparent that the seagulls were on the prowl yeah. and taking an interest in what we were eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around six or seven of these aggressive <laughs> bastards yeah. started to get very close and were clearly readying themselves for a full-on assault at the slightest mistake from us. Assault Suddenly, they attacked. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> we took our eye off the ball, one went for my chips, and another two started to fight over a small tub of mushy peas I had left between my feet. <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait, you, we, we can come back to that because <laughs> no, what? let's let's dwell on that for a second now. Okay, we've already said the socks are far mm. away from the problem, but if you're using it as your mushy peas receptacle, you can't put your socks in with the with the piss bed there, can you? Is he on? Sorry, is he on a bench or is he crouched on the floor? So he is. <laughs> he's, he's on, on a, a wooden beam. beam on the beach. Right. Okay. So so okay, that's different. Then, he's not you're squatting over his peas. <laughs> no, I still think peas on the floor is weird. Yeah, no? but if you're on if you're on a beam, you're low to the ground, aren't you? So that you can Alan sit on your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the ground at the the ground at the beach is not the ground elsewhere, is it? If you're if it's not, on not some after pe- I've been in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're if you're if you're like on sand or you're on pebbles, I think that's fine for mu- for most things. You know, it's in the. It's, he's not. He's not spooned them out onto the beach. No, no. He's in a tub. He, they're in a tub. I, I think that's all right, isn't it? And you're right. Okay. It's, a, yeah. it's a low beam. I think it's, I dip- think it's dippable, basically. It's, it's well, yeah. It's still within reach. <laughs> well, if you squat, yeah. So presumably he's got fish and chips in hand, peas in between feet. his feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. And Ro- Rob says, in the ensuing chaos. I tried to protect our food as best I could whilst holding onto my own food and herein lies the beef. As two gulls fought over the mushy peas, I used my foot to shoo them away and made contact with one of the beasts. The fight continued and I had to repeat the action before they would leave the pot alone and let us return to our dinner. The seagull in question continued to stare at the food from two feet away and showed no signs of injury. I would feel terrible if I had actually injured another animal. My lady friend now insists I kicked a baby seagull into a wall. (laughs) (laughs) There are pictures enclosed of said wall and baby seagull from the scuffle. She tells friends about the incident and makes out I have a worse animal rights record than McDonald's. Was my behaviour justified or do I need to be sent away to the RSPB for sensitivity training, yours, Rob. <sighs> this right. is a this is a hell of a one. Yeah, this is a hell of a one. I mean, I, I'm looking at these pictures now, guys. If that's a baby seagull, I don't want to see an adult. It's a it's a big old bird. I sent you the photos, by the way. Um, you did. So yeah. you can yeah. you can have a look at the size, and it's a it is it's a big old bird, isn't it? Yeah, it it is a baby. Technically, it? yeah, it's a juvenile because it's got the older. Uh, it's it's all speckled and stuff and brown rather than the right, white. Okay. But they are they're f- they're still fucking massive. Mm. It's like an Asbo seagull. 
<laughs> Another great book. <laughs> Very interesting. What do you reckon? To a wall. There's no wall there. Come on. Um, I, yeah, I, I think as well, as soon as... Right, I'm not, I'm not condoning kicking birds. I'm absolutely not. I think... I know what he's done here because you do this sometimes when there's like um, you know like a load of pigeons come towards you if you step up and start walking towards them the chances are they're going to disperse and scatter that's what happens right so I think he probably put a foot uh, out Indiana you know, Jones and the Last Crusade style exactly exactly right yeah so he put a foot out hoped that the hoped that the bird would scatter accidentally caught it didn't he do it twice? He, he says yes. this is the, the problem. action, though. He this is the problem. the action. And so yeah, the f- it does sound like he was describing a kick. The first time, I would say, you could um, you could be forgiven. If you made contact, you'd immediately, like you said, you'd feel remorse. You would you'd then go, right, well, I'm not doing that again. Let's pick up these mushy peas. Let's move them further down the beach. Or better yet, let's just eat them while we're walking home, right? Yeah. Well, pop them between your knees and waddle down the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly move them further up the body. Rest them on the crotch for a little while, get them nice and warm. Armpit, and then finally gob. And then uh, take up street there. I'd, I'd drop some coins in the bucket to see absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. I'd, it's the sort of thing you see on the Royal Mile. The, the, the old mushy peas guy. Love him. <laughs> Mind you. I'd also, have you seen the bird kicker? I mean, I'd drop a couple of coins in the bucket. That's what... <laughs> So um, that guy boots a baby bird against a wall for, for a fiver. <laughs> We're going back to the olden days. Yeah, I think um, the I, second time is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Well, here's it's a repeat offence. Like, I think, first of all, I think he's being coy. He's describing kicking a bird. But <laughs> I will say, is it that bad a thing? Oh, the notorious animal lover... Ben Clark yeah. says, "Is it bad to kick birds?" I just there are a bird he's birds. already identified as a baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> the big question we're asking today on Kilroy is: Is it okay to kick baby birds? On the are one hand, ben? we have Ben Clark. On the other hand, we have everyone else in the world. So Ben, you've just kicked <laughs> a bird against the wall, and it's a baby. <laughs> any any younger, it would be an egg, Clarky. <laughs> is it alright to kick an egg against a wall yeah are you saying that sort of you know some animals are more equal than others like, are there animals that's acceptable to kick I I think that like, would you kick a rat okay well, right fantastic no here we go this is how we play we're, we're playing what animal would Clarky kick okay yes. so we're gonna the idea is we have to pick animals that we think Clarky would be fairly comfortable Booting, and we're not talking about yeah. absolutely. You know, we're not talking about like drop kicking here. We're talking about booting in order to get them away from him. Let's okay. say there are some mushy peas. He's defending exactly. with he's his de- life. He's defend- exactly. defending the honour of my mushy peas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so, James, what are you going to start with first? Well, all? I mean, I threw rat out there. I mean, I feel like it's almost I too easy. Like, I feel like Clarky would kick I'd, a rat. I'd kick a rat. Yeah. In, sure. in the right and James would throw one. I'm apparently, not, I'm not chasing <laughs> one down the street and putting the boot in. But in that's the right what we're talking about. Well, yeah, but isn't that true of most animals in self-defense? Is this self-defense? Well, that's it's not quite, is it? I don't think. I don't think they were under attack. Well, that's true because if we say a, li- a li- if a lion's going for his mushy peas, he's probably going to kick it, isn't he? 
I think, yeah, I'd say actually at that point, that as much as I love mushy peas, <laughs> it would be it would be audacious if the lion stopped for the mushy peas <laughs> and would like imagine you're there eating mushy peas. This fucking lion attacks. Turns out it was only after the mushy peas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tried, well, it's oh, already is, had an antelope and probably got chips of its own. This is better it's than gazelle. For a side, believable. Looking for, for a side for its gazelle. Well, it's a bit. Uh, that, that, that antelope was a bit dry. Yeah. Have you ever got any curry sauce? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, my, I mean, like, my wife once stabbed uh, a girl with a fork. Oh yeah. When or was it a pigeon? It was a bird that made a swoop for a pasta salad, and she was holding it, and she kind of reared up in defence, and it, it, it and pronged the bird. When you say she was holding it, you mean she grabbed the bird by the neck and pronged it three <laughs> times, three times in the chest. Well, with the their thing plastic is, fork. the forks were uh, they, they were. They were in a prison shower together, I should say. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of washing up after that incident, let me tell you. My wife is very aggressive towards goals and any birds that make play for food. I personally feel a lot more philosophical about it, and I think, actually, it's a little dance of nature here. This is the kind of thing we've kind of taken out of our day-to-day, you know, predators coming for the food that we've got. That, that was our, that <laughs> was our entire existence back in the day. predator coming for your food, mate. That's the situation we're describing here. They're, they're, they arrived as a pack, they circled, then they made an aggressive advance to scare you off your kill. It's what happens in those nature documentaries yeah. that Ben, the bird kicker, is so fond of. It's the scavengers, that aren't they? That's, that's scavenging, not... Something to, uh, just occurred to me, which is that when I was performing uh, with erstwhile esteemed sketch group Beasts, we were once doing a show at Brighton Fringe that um, the, the heavily seagull populated Brighton, of course, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that that had not sold any tickets. <laughs> so, in an attempt to rustle up interest, Kieran and I tried to persuade Owen to take part in a stunt where we were going to attach fish and chips to his naked body <laughs> and make him run down Brighton Beach <laughs> pursued by seagulls while we sort of, you know, fly it optimistically behind. And we really, really pushed this for like, I think we were there for a weekend. We bought apparatus. He wouldn't go for it in the end. He bottled it. Oh, my God. I mean, to be fair, that is... a. Uh, that is a show that would be better than any show you could put on. Yeah. That's what the only thing. Yeah. You don't want the trailer to be better than the movie. So, <laughs> I think that's, yeah. your, that's the situation you get yourself in there. Oh, my God. I, I, I'd love that. That's amazing. A sort of release the hounds type situation, except it's it's seagulls. They can be quite frightening, can't they? Well, this is it. They're, 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 big, they're, they're big fuckers and they're cheeky. And the only reason they and do that, it's not, it's not their, the big, it's not their the, the fault. It's because people have, people have invited them in. <laughs> I don't ask this with prejudice, but are, are they vermin? Them. Like, are they lumped in with like foxes? And... This I don't know. Because well, pigeons, I'd... pigeons are often basically described as vermin, aren't they? Yeah. they? yeah. I know one of the things, one of the many wonderful things that uh, Boris Johnson did when he was mayor of London was um, get rid of all the he hawked all the pigeons out of um, uh, out of uh, Trafalgar Square, didn't he? Do they do that? Is there a gull cull? Is there a hawking of the gulls? Sounds quite grand when you I, put it that way, doesn't mm. it? 
I mean, going down to Brighton for snappier. Because if not, I've got a bloke called Rob. We'll go around kicking them if necessary. <laughs> I think you know it's it's it, it's back it's back to our kind of oh, this is this was the way life used to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. I think it's it's to be encouraged. But protecting wait. your food in front of your oh right. the, hy- the hyenas are right, circling. Right, 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 right. So in the you savannah. are you, you you're pro kick. You're pro giving it a bit of a a boot. I'm certainly I'm certainly pro gulls giving it a go for the food, and I think I think the gull would understand. Basically, I don't think the gull's going to be shocked here. These are I the rules the gull, of the game. The gull knows the the gull's dance in the dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> the gull's that guy going around the pub, being a bit too much, looking for a bit of a scrap. So when he gets when he gets a donk, he he can't complain. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's what's going on here. I actually think you're right, Tom, yeah. I think the gull knows. And also, as an adolescent gull, he's got some stripes there. The, the gull's going to go away and go, yeah, yeah, I got kicked against a wall last night, yeah. You know, I'm going to come back stronger next time. <laughs> I'm not going to go near that. You know, his dad, you know, the dad's probably saying, what did you learn tonight? Stay away from the wall. What have I told you? you stay in the open. <laughs> like, like, I, I feel like the gulls know what they're doing. It's all part of their vibe I don't I, think they're going to mind it I also think you know he's going to learn pretty soon that chips is what you're after if you've got a beak mushy peas you're getting nowhere with that oh, yeah. you're just getting mushy exactly. peas all over your beak but he's a kid he's got to learn these things so I, 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 I do I see that side of the argument so are we saying basically Rob is in the right I think we are I think so yeah okay everybody thinks <laughs> Rob is in the right so uh, so far we've said only use dishwashers <laughs> shit in the sea kick yeah. birds, well, kick we, birds. Wait, can, I, we, can, we can I just say we never said shit in the sea <laughs> you said I have shat in the sea that's we very different agree. from us encouraging us talk to yourself about how brilliant you were yeah we okay so for, for balance I think uh, I think Rob is a monster and I think uh, I think what needs to happen is we need to attach fish and chips to Rob and have him run down the uh, promenade oh, yeah. Yeah. being Kicking being him. yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, he can be. He can either be. He can either be kicked by uh, punters who want to come and watch, or attacked by birds. <laughs> this is originally why they were called punters, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. He can punt him into the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> beef solved. From the sorting out your beef. beef solved. Right. This is from Andrew via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. The very best way to get in touch with us if you have a beef. The deluxe route. We call it is it. the deluxe route. Absolutely. Um, Andrew writes, Evening Pappies. Evening. No mention of the guest. Wow. <sighs> what, what a real real, real fall from grace here. A for real, clearly not a reader. I was, esteemed, not a I was esteemed a mere two beefs ago. <laughs> you were esteemed, then you were guessed, then you now were not, not even, even a mention. <laughs> <laughs> it's hardly fair, James. Fall Evening Pappies. Grace. I'm getting in touch uh, I'm getting in touch with you to help me solve a beef that brewed over the last lockdown. Mm. Over lockdown, I live with my two flatmates, Samantha and Christopher, who are engaged to be married. Congratulations to them. Tricky, tricky. One one morning at 8am, I woke to a text message from Chris, a copy of which is attached for reference. Here's the text message. Okay. Andrew, Andrew, not a biggie. 
I ju- I'm, I'm going to give him that kind of voice because he's used the phrase not a biggie. Andrew, not a biggie, but would you mind not leaving food in the sinkhole as it blocks the sink when I wash up? I bought the sink strainer so it can catch food like this and it can easily be transferred to the bin rather than block the plug hole and go down the drain. Thanks. Oh, man. That's bad, isn't it? A- wow. An 8am message like that. It clearly is a biggie as well, Chris. Um, I'm fairly fastidious with cleaning and tidying, certainly not to the point of obsession or anything, but well above average. However, the worst global pandemic in over a century and being locked down in a two-bedroom flat with a couple who, who had to keep postponing their wedding led me to hit the bottle pretty hard. Worried that I'd done something awful to the sink in my drunken stupor the night before, I went into the kitchen to see what the fuss was about. There, in the plug hole, I found a single slice of mushroom. I clearly used the sink strainer as intended binned the detritus then rinsed it missed a bit of mushroom that went into the plug hole then went back to drinking wine and listening to historic episodes of Pappy's Flatshare Slam Down thank you he's he's really getting us on side here not not me no (laughs) man's got no way to go yet James is going to give him an absolute roasting and then I relaxed with a brilliant book (laughs) (laughs) is his only way out (laughs) <laughs> then I then I thought for, oh, sorry. so I picked up the offending fungus put it in the bin problem solved then I thought for a second about what had just happened in a period of time that we legally were not allowed to leave the flat instead of mentioning it the next time we never saw each other that day I'd been sent a text message about my bad sink cleaning etiquette and secondly it was a problem that without question took 10 times longer to text me about than it would have taken just to chuck the mushroom in the bin am i right to be annoyed about this turn of events or should i take the passive aggression aggression passive aggression on the chin and use it as a learning opportunity not to leave slices of mushroom in the sink thanks guys andrew right oh boy so i'd kick him into a wall <laughs> <laughs> Smash a dull ball over his head, kick him into a wall. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I, I think this is the this is the classic strain of a couple living sink with strain. someone. It's a classic I... sink strain of the couple living with someone who's not in the couple. Go on, Parry. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Look, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Mm. It's a very. I will say this: it's a very one-sided story. This beef. It's told very well mm-hmm. from a master storyteller, but I think he's clearly loading it in his favour, and I would be fascinated to hear the other side. Because what do you suspect? I don't. I don't think that is the first mushroom in the sink. Right. I. I, I really don't. I. 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 I, I think. That was what happened there. But the guy's bought a sink strainer. He's had to go and buy one. Right, what led him to that? What led him to buying that sink strainer? And I will say this. Food around the sink is a problem, guys. Yeah. It's grim. I'm saying that knowing my wife listens to this podcast. So it is a problem. (laughs) 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 Do you think... Because this is what I thought. I thought maybe his flatmate had cleaned the sink first. Maybe that s- single slice was left over post yeah. post a clean up that he had to do. Because there's a blackout, right? There's a drunken stupor mm. where we don't know what went down that sink and what was left. Yeah, that's it. Because he was like, "Oh no, what am I going to find? Oh, actually, it was fine." Well, 
Maybe they're if you were worried about what you were going to find, maybe that's what your flatmate found. It, I, uh, it's suddenly not as black and white as it seems. This yeah. case. Yeah. What we need now is for um, who is it, Samantha and Christopher, or at the very least Christopher, to get back in touch mm. and mm. to tell us what kind of what kind of absolutely apocalyptic scene <laughs> were you greeted by when you looked down that plug hole. It, it, I reckon it's it's the rest of the mushroom pilau, and yeah. probably half a naan or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, he's I, just I, yeah, he's got I, like he's he's just chucked the entirety of a of a sort of you know like he's he's half finished his takeaway, he's chucked it into the sink and thought uh, that's fine, I'll deal with that in the morning. Yeah, but nevertheless, half, half nevertheless, the containers. Sorry. Nevertheless, guys, mm. texting your flatmate in a pandemic that 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 is a, a passag move yeah it, it surely is it is is it is it i i think i prefer a text than a face-to-face though personally yeah, I mean, I, if you're really? worried if you're worried about if you're worried about tone you've got a lot more time to work on your tone over a text i don't think he's done particularly well at working on the tone no, but hasn't. you've got a lot more time to do it and if you're worried about like, or, or, or maybe he thinks text is quite breezy. That's why he said, "I'm hey, not a biggie. I'll just throw, I'll, I'll fire out this text. It's quite a breezy way to say, listen, mm. it's kind of a problem, but like, who, well, who gives a shit really? I don't want to have an argument with you about it face to face. I want you to get defensive. I don't want me to get aggressive. Let's just deal with it. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's thrown it out there. Yeah. What, I feel like- what this is, is this is a beef born in the heat of a lockdown with a, mm engaged couple yeah, and someone yeah, else yeah, it is yeah. you know you take you cannot take it out of that context that is what is going on you know it's like um you know when hitchcock talked about that thing of like people sat around a table talking about baseball but you know there's a bomb under the table yes. it changes everything and it's like this might just be one text about a mushroom in a sink but under that table it's I have been living with you fucking guys and you're talking about your fucking wedding all the fucking time and like yeah. it, there's a lot more going on, isn't yeah. there? There's a lot more going on. Yeah, for real. I, I feel for the dude, I must admit. Yeah. I feel for the dude, but I also feel for them. It, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, hard, it's a hard one. It's hard one itself. I had a situation, I'm very anti-throwing away food. I think food waste is, is, is bad and... Um, I, Come on, what, mate. That's not the tone of this. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking get it in the fucking bin, bin it off, mate. Come on. <laughs> All ends up in the sea, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Paris puked into the Come sea. On. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. <clears throat> so I I, I um, once went to the bin, and this this was this must have been during lockdown as well. I once went to the bin, opened up the bin, and I could see a um, a mushroom just sitting like a perfectly good mushroom sitting on the top of the rubbish in the bin. And I, again, I, I'm not proud of myself, but I just turned back to my, my wife and went, why is there a mushroom in the bin? And, uh, <laughs> and she was like, I knew. I knew as, as soon as I threw that mushroom away, it was going to be a problem. I should have hidden it under the other rubbish. I knew it, but it went on the floor. And I was like, you could run it under the tap. And I was like, why am I fucking arguing about this? But the reason I know this is a big sticking point for my wife was I then had to go when she was making um, Feel Good when she was making the last series of Feel Good um, I did a set visit and went and uh, hung out on set and um, one of the first things that 
Joe, Joe Hampson, who's been on the, the, the podcast, yes. lovely Joe Hampson, the writer, uh, said to me was, um, don't worry, I've checked all the bins and there's no mushrooms <laughs> in them. So it's clearly yeah. a story she's told other people to be like, look how fucking yeah. nuts my husband is that yeah, you throw yeah. away a single mushroom I, I and he comes in and has a total shit fit about it. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I know what, I, I sort of know what Christopher is yeah. going yeah. through here because, you know, it's a classic, it's not about the mushroom, is it? The mushroom. It's never about the mushroom. The mushroom guys. is symbolic. The I'm mushroom. A fun guy. End of podcast. <laughs> You've been uh, listening to Bugger House. <laughs> um, are we at a sort of stalemate situation here with this this thing? It's like it does feel it's a, like it. It's, like uh, it's a two sides like, for every story. If I'm if I'm in the court. The line that I keep coming back to, if this was a movie, the, the, the lawyer turning around and saying to the jury, he'd had to buy a sink strainer. Mm. No yeah. further questions, Your Honour. That, to me, that feels like there's more. And, and so I'm actually, you know, with what we're given, I'm going with the other guys. Yeah, and, I, and again, my sticking point is him going, I was worried about what I was going to see. And then there was just one bit of mushroom and clearly I'd cleaned out the sink. I'd rinsed the thing and then I put it back and left one little bit of mushroom. And you're like, no, you thought you were going to see something bad. Your housemate had to deal with it. Yeah. There's occasionally a time, there's like occasional times when you're, when you're <laughs> drunk, when you go, I'm going to clean the kitchen. I'm going to do a really good job. That occasionally happens. But most of the time when you're drunk, you think, I'm going to fall asleep in my shoes. That's kind of what's what it really is. It's very rare that you go. Oh, actually, I've actually been quite fastidious in in, in tidying up. Um, so I think I think you're right. So beef. I mean, like the, I mean, the way to solve the beef is uh, it has to it has to be move out and let these guys get married. One hundred percent. It does, doesn't it? And but I yeah. think I think I, I don't think we're I think we're saying anything that um and and that, actually don't that Andrew, go. Don't, don't go, go to the go wedding. To the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you there, mate. Yeah. Don't go. You're going to cause a scene at some point, and he'll get ugly. Don't go. Buy them a little, <laughs> a little jewelry box as a gift, and in it, just a little slice of mushroom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> beef solved. From the sorting out your beef. beef solved. So, the author, do you have a beef from your own home life? Well, I've got quite a few actually. Um, <laughs> oh boy! But I am the subject. I am. I actually don't understand subjects and objects sort of all that. I I'm at fault a lot of the time. <laughs> okay, in my sure, sure, sure. Well, is um, there is there anything that where you think you're not to blame, and you would like us to prove? I'll you tell right? you about. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think I am to blame. Well, I think you'll think I am to blame, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll sure. make my case. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> right. It's not particularly nice, as in it's a bit like grotty. I think the, the, the conversation we've had so far <laughs> yeah. seems fine. Fine. So I have a habit where I, I sort of pick my fingernails like that. Like um, I sort of tear them off. Nervous. Oh, no. Not nerves. It's just like I've always done it. I just You're tear just them. hard bastard. Yeah, just really hard. <laughs> I always do it. It goes too far. Blood. Oh no! It's unpleasant, ah. but I just can't. I, I've 
I can't remember a time when I didn't do it. James, I hate this. Do you? Yeah. How did you feel, Clarky, about that scene in uh, Black Swan where she like picks at a cuticle and like peels half her hand uh, off? It's, it's so, it's so, uh, that, that kind of, yeah. That kind oh, of really, 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 really interrupted my wanking. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the other day, my uh, lovely dog, I was in the vet and um, it's quite, a, I'll try and tell this story as succinctly as possible, but basically the vet wanted to look in the dog's mouth. The dog was very stressed out. The vet asked me to hold her mouth open. I did that using my thumb as a kind of um, jam to keep the mouth open. It didn't work. She bit down on my thumb and my thumbnail cracked. Like oh. I heard, it made an audible crack oh down the middle God. of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's not relevant to the beef. Do you have a calcium deficiency? What's going on? <laughs> is that the beef? Drink more milk. Is that the beef salt? Anyway, the, the beef is, the beef is I do this, like, let's say, sat here tear doing a podcast. your fingernails. You tear my fingernails and I leave them in like a little pile, mound. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I get on with my day. Terrible. I get on with my day and then my wife uh, comes across them. the piles of nails. And she, so she has expressed many times her unhappiness about this situation. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine. But what's impressive about me is that rather than go, yes, that's obviously disgusting. (laughs) I can't believe believe I've made you part with that. I, the other day, mounted like an impassioned (laughs) (laughs) defence. This is me. This is my personality. I can't remember a time I haven't done this. This is me. I'm all, and I, I think I said the words, I'm always going to do this. And if you stay married to me, then this is just the consequence of I, your decision. I'm picturing you I in mean, court as this yeah. is your defence. You go, yeah, yeah. Look, I love murdering people. I'm always going to do it. I can't remember yeah. a time when I wasn't murdering people. So if you want me to be walking around, you've got to accept that I murder people. All right. Like I, was, I, I was actually there on your wedding day, though. That was very touching the vows, you know, in sickness and in health, richer or poorer, tearing off my fingernails and putting them in piles around that the That was in the fine print, the small print. <laughs> yeah, of the you, you, of the you, you kind of mumbled through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... It, it was just a sort of fascinating thing because obviously I appreciate to your ears, to our listeners' ears, you'll be like, well, of course, there's no beef to solve here. I mean, this is absolutely apparent that you're in the wrong. But what I find, uh, I'm sort of almost impressed with myself that I've refused to back down over this. It's like I know that I'm going to keep doing it. There are things I can fix in my behaviour, but this, I, I, I don't see it happening. Is there any I'm, 50-50 split whereby... You only do it to one hand. No, where you do it like, where you do it, but you don't leave the pile. It's, it's leaving the piles part It's the it. leaving the pile, leaving but it's pile. all it is is like, it's, it's, I forget. I just forget. Well, that's I, the thing. I, again, yeah, do you, you not, have to start do not, remembering. Do you not need to start? <laughs> or is there something you could buy akin to a sink strainer that was like a little special pot like a little ramekin, like yeah. a little mushy peas tub that it's I carry exactly, around with me. Exactly. You can pop it in, in between your legs. Pop it between pop my legs. <laughs> in the same way that, you know, pop someone around. might have a jewellery, a little jewellery box. You've got that and it's got a little a little small ceramic lid on it that you can pop down. And it just, it actually makes it into, you know, if anything, makes it into more of an affectation that you bring sure. your... You bring your little, um, you know, your little DNA box all around the place, peel bits <laughs> off of yourself, pop it in the box, 
and then at the end of the week you see like your, like the phone uh, levels you see if you've peeled more stuff off yourself than you did the week before you measure out the measurements and you go oh actually yeah I'm not I, but I'm not keeping it to hoard it I'm, I don't, I'm not no, I'm just I'm, forgetful ch- yeah but you chuck it away at the end of the week you know but it's, if it's in a if it's in a place if it's in a pot if it's your little special you know your little special receptacle bye bye mm. drawer exactly yeah then that's what you <laughs> I think that may be a necessary step guys to be honest I do, if yeah. I want to avoid divorce I do admire your kind of this, you know, love is not love which alters when it alteration finds. Like, it's that kind of, that's the kind of yeah. stance you're coming from. It wasn't think- as eloquent as that, what I said in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was a bit more sort of like, listen, right, I, what I am, what I am, kind of thing. Um, but <laughs> Pointing to the dog nothing- going, well, the dog the dog's pisses the bed. <laughs> right, so I'm not the worst person in the house. All right, the dogs well, pissing all over. The- yeah, I, I mean, the, the, is there nothing that you do that you're like, listen, I can be more tidy. I can not leave a mushroom in the sink, but there are certain non-negotiables, and I'm afraid that for me, leaving piles of my fingernails <laughs> in <laughs> sort of like surprise destinations around the house is a non-negotiable. We've had a couple of quite big arguments over the toilet seat okay yeah that's a classic of course and that is a, a very classic and for some reason that was never an issue until we're in the most recent place but i sometimes leave oh our last toilet seat had a little handle on the side so you didn't have to touch the rim of the toilet to to <laughs> Put the Did you just down. ask yourself an imaginary question in your head then? And that's <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, why wasn't that a problem? Oh, that was why. Yeah, okay. I was going to say your tone completely changed there to answer a question that no one asked. <laughs> we'll drop, we'll drop the question in. Can somebody just ask the question now? No. What do you think that oh, is, Sir Clarky? Oh, Clarky. Oh, why do you think that is? <laughs> um, so, James, here's my solution for you. I Thank think you. what you need to do is you need to find something that your partner has that gets on your nerves that is inimitably theirs that is them and you say look i'll give you that you give me this right <laughs> and, and and it's a trade you go look i'm not going to stop you from doing this that you know i know you do it drives me crazy you know that and that's the that's the trade off in I nuclear terms that, it's multilateral disarmament yeah. Yes. You, I exactly. Love it. You, you can't have unilateral disarmament. You, you, we're not getting rid of of our nuke, nukes. You've got to get rid of yours at the exact same time. And so none of this like, kind of Kim Jong Un parades. Yeah. Can you think of one of the things that sh- you know they've got that is like, you know, you kind of go, well, I'll give you that. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's as bad, but my wife performs a lot of sketch comedy and oh, she that leaves is bad, yeah. that's, that's worse that is much worse that is much worse, that is <laughs> much worse than t- t- but you found the one thing that's worse than tearing your own fingernails off <laughs> beef soul beef soul <laughs> uh, no and the consequence of that is that she leaves a lot of props assorted around the house there's no yeah. designated prop cupboard yeah I, without exaggeration I've got a I've got a a, a, a rubber dildo attached to the tiles in my kitchen right now because apparently it's necessary for wait are you uh, sure that's sketch comedy because <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's an Italian man in there's my a really bed right now she's, she's doing this sketch right where she dates like these three guys a night right and it's like, um, I've, got, like I've got I've got a perfect solution for you James yeah 
You've got to write a bunch of really good sketches involving piles of fingernails. And then she won't know whether... Where else is she going to obtain that prop? She's not going to know whether it's props or not. You know what I mean? Smart. It's the perfect crime. Really smart. I love it. She's already written herself a sketch that involves sticking a dildo on a tile so that she can have one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect crime. It's quite convoluted, actually, yeah. I should point out there are no shows. There's never a sketch show. <laughs> just props. Just rooms full of these uh, props. Oh, boy. Beef um, solved. Beef solved. Beef solved. Beef solved. Um, James, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Mm-hmm. It's been Pleasure. A- Thanks for having me. Yes. Get to the meat, mate. Come on. And you've got a book coming out. Why up. am I here? So, you've, so you, you've got a book that's out right now. Is that right? It is. It's out right now. It's available all the usual places, you know, all the bad websites people don't like. You can get it there. It's called The Champ and the Chump. Uh, and it is a comedy sports memoir. Tom's actually read it, so he can endorse it. Uh, he's also in it very briefly, um, but it's still good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't use that to sell yeah, you the book. I was going to say, which, which right one is he, the champ or the chump? Um, <laughs> I'll say this very quickly. I'm delighted at the title because it reminded me of one of my favourite stories from growing up. My brother was asleep in the back of the car on a long car journey and we wrote Chump on his forehead uh, in Biro and my mum saw what we'd done and was like, I'm not having that and leant over and my brother woke up to my mum finishing correcting the U to an A so all he knew is he woke up and his mum was writing Champ on his forehead. (laughs) Mum was like, you're my champ. <laughs> so, the champ for the jump. Really, really, really. It resonated are, with you. It really resonated with me. Um, no, I, I love this book. I think it's a brilliant read. Uh, your grandfather was a middleweight champion of the world, wasn't he? And fought for the heavyweight world title. That's right. Terry Downs, he was a boxer in the late 50s, early 60s. And it's kind of... Uh, his life story but intertwined with my own and it's a kind of reckoning of what it's like to feel different from your own family I guess Um, and yeah a bit of an exploration of that with jokes and stuff brilliant but I can't wait Clark to Clark is it. working on a similar book actually about feeling different from your family. Unfortunately, his family are working on one and it will be published first. So <laughs> It's called The Chump and the Chump. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you done an audio book? Because I'm really getting into audio books. Have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, amazing. Nine hours. If you've just heard a little bit of my voice on this podcast and thought, what about nine hours of that? <laughs> then you are in luck. Um, it's, a, it's a harrowing experience recording your own audiobook. I've got to tell you, it really? really, yeah, it is because it's like you you sort of doing the book and you sort of get to bits and you're like, oh yeah, this was filler. You've really got to work on. You've got to really work on selling your book, James. <laughs> so where's this audiobook available? <laughs> And which chapters can I skip just to tell you? Yeah. Tell, tell oh, seven, nine. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, no, it, 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 I, it's, the audiobook is fun. I, I, you have to sort of make a choice when you do an audiobook as to whether you're going to commit to doing the voices. Yeah, like, of course. 
you know, you, am I doing the voices? And I you're, committed. You're a fantastic comic actor, you know. So you're that's that's right in your that's right in your wheelhouse. But well, you're not so very th- you're not very versatile when it comes to accents, though. I will say that. Having worked with you. <laughs> well, go oh, all right. Sorry, I forgot we had Peter Sellers here. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. <laughs> Yeah, let's just say I, I got into deep waters. I sort of thought, I'll do the voices, and then by the end, I've introduced a multitude of characters from all over the globe. It's worth, <laughs> it's going worth getting the audiobook for, like, chapter eight when the Welsh bloke turns up, and uh, the shit absolutely hits the fan. So good. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so it's The Champ and the Chump, available wherever you get audiobooks or, indeed, books. Uh, James, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. From the sorting out your well, there you go. What a what a treat um, uh, that was. And um, well, what what's more to say? I guess. Well, I guess. Well, <laughs> honestly, that's <laughs> always Quite there. In the... For someone who's written a boxing book that we had a weigh in, am I right? Oh, <laughs> yes, very nice. I absolutely yeah. Uh, Parry, you've got some correspondence. Don't forget if you want to get in touch with us and send us a beef, or just get in touch and chat with us. Um, Beefbrotherspodcast at gmail If you've got a problem with your neighbours. Your, uh, your your flatmates, your landlord, uh, even a problem with a seagull. Get yeah, in touch absolutely. with us. Get in touch. We will Get sort in it. touch. Uh, we've had a lovely email through from Matthew and Tom. Hashtag parent crack from Simon via pappiesflatshare at gmail.com. Greetings, podcasters dear. Listening to Matthew get excited about the wiggles on a recent Beef Brothers cold cuts. I felt I must relate my own Wiggles story. They toured the UK after ten year, about 10 years ago. We saw them at the Manchester Apollo. Oh, this wow. was the Anthony Murray, Jeff, brackets he fell asleep, Sam lineup. My the original, daughter, the OG. Then yeah. three ofs took some roses for Dorothy, obviously. Of course. Oh. She was on some stairs at one point and Murray suddenly appeared. She was so shocked she fell over down the stairs. <gasps> Yet Murray was so amazing he was able to catch her and thus save injury. Legend. Wow. I'm pretty certain the only way this is feature worthy is if you started a feature called When Some Cunt's Kid Met the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> actually sounds like the kind of feature we would start. Yeah, we not, not bad, actually, actually, yeah. Also, the kids' albums by They Might Be Giants on Spotify are an excellent musical compromise for me and my kids, so you might like them too. Thanks for all the podcasts. Cheers, everyone. Bye, Simon. Oh, thank, thank you, Simon. Simon. And I love Thanks, They Simon. Might Be Giants. What a band. Fantastic. Mm. Um, thank you for that recommendation. If you'd like to get in touch with us, Pappy's Flat, share at Gmail. Dot com. And don't forget to join the Patreon as well for more James McNicholas and us. Today's episode was produced by Emma Caution. Caution team. Well. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and the winner of the award. Please be upstanding for your winner, <laughs> the Patreon <laughs> Neighbourhood Watch Roll Call! Well uh, this is an incredible surprise. I, I wasn't expecting this. Honestly, I look out at all of you and my heart is full. I want to thank my mother, my agent and Rob Hall. Yeah, I, I, genuinely, this is a dream come true. Uh I never thought I would uh, be standing up here on the podium when I moved to this land. And there's one person I have to thank, and that is, of course, Seth Bland. Uh, Thank you so much. So privileged to be here. This I can only describe as being the absolute bomb. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to, of course, thank my good friend, Tom. A lot of people doubted me, and I don't care... You guys are all cunts.
Okay. <laughs> but there's one person I'd like to thank, and that's Ben. I could, I'm glad you went that way. <laughs> that's, that's Ben here. Yeah? Because, you know, Ben's had the good grace to be become a $5 patron. I feel yeah. like we can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ben backed me, and here I am now, holding this. Yeah? You know, it's the yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> please, please put that away. They, can, they haven't got yeah. time to pixelate it. Oh, actually, with yours they do. Um, but uh, the, I look out over the audience and I see so many familiar faces, you know, uh, and uh, it's great to see one that is particularly smiley, and that is, of course, my agent, Maura Riley. Well, of course, the person I of want course. to thank the most is the Queen. The Queen! The Queen! But the Queen! Secondly, my dear friend, April Keane. Now listen, they said I needed to keep this speech short. Uh, <laughs> there are too many people that I want to call out for being cunts, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, so, and they're, Someone take the mic away they're from in him. my speech, all right? But, Sam's in it, John's in it. I've even got Jeff in <laughs> because he was a real cunt to me. But I'll tell you who wasn't. Oh, Alid Heffin. He, he was all right. <laughs> he was all right. Uh, oh, it's this guy again. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> he's in every week. Um, but you know what? He, tr- he truly is. The wind beneath my wings. My mother always said, don't say anything if you can't say something nice. Not a problem with this guy because he's wonderful. It's Ian Gwydice. Or Gwydice. And the award to most mentioned in Patreon Neighbourhood. <laughs> and the award for leaves and comes back twice a month goes to... Well, thank you for this award. What can I say? It gets me right where it's pure. <laughs> and thank you also to the absolute not a cunt, Stuart McClure. I'm going to keep this short because I'm on a promise for a blowy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could so, you imagine that? Fuck all you cunts, first of all. Fuck all you haters. And second of all. I'm coming for you, Shane Snowy. <laughs> oh, no. So you're gonna, you've got to promise to give Shane Snowy a blowjob. I promised him if I won, I'd make good with my lips. You know what? He's, he's, um, a he's on the lips. He's dropped uh, seven Australian dollars, so, you know, it's... He'll drop more than that, mate, when I'm finished with him. <laughs> Can I just say, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with Tom on about 50% of what you said. Uh, fuck all the haters. You know, uh, I'm not mad at you. I'm just bored of you. Uh, except there's one person who's always been there for me. And that is, of course, Claudia. Well, I've got to admit, thanks for the, fa- the fame's really made you talk weird, Matthew. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all cool since we won this award. Do you know? Do you know what? I'm happier with the way it's made me act than the way it's made you act. Actually, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm happy with occasionally being a bit, being a, a bit sort of constructing my sentences slightly poorly and, and speaking up a bit more street than I am. But you know what? That's fine because I can deal with that in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> I don't have to go to Shane Snowy's house every every couple of days. A promise is a promise. All right. I'm proud of you. I made a promise. 
<laughs> I'm proud of you, Claudia. <laughs> well, thank you for this award. And uh, I've got to be short because I've, I've paid someone for a blowy. <laughs> but it's money well spent because I get to blow the lovely Frank Vincent. Gorgeous stuff. And the, amount, the, privilege. <laughs> the amount of promises I made of what I'd do if I won, thinking about it makes my pants swell. <laughs> I'm going to be a busy boy. <laughs> and I'm coming for you, Sammy Cantwell. <laughs> P.S. Fuck the haters, y'all. <laughs> and awful, Listen. I'll be fucking all the people who back me as well. I made a lot of promises. I just want to say to all the naysayers, all the uh, all the shit posters, and all the haters. I just think you're all pathetics. <laughs> so but cool. There's one person. Yeah. So cool, man. Pretty pretty cool. really made you. You're cool. all just a bunch. You're just a bunch of pathetics. You really are. But there is one person I want to thank for always standing by me, never a thorn in my side. It's Xenonetics. <laughs> Fucking hell, Xenonetics. That, that is very cool, actually, Crosby. So cool, man. So well, cool. thank you so much for this award. And most of all, I'd like to thank... Oh, my good friend, Lily Payne. <laughs> oh, well, thanks to Lily Payne. And that concludes... Oh, no, Parry, stop it. Oh, you didn't, you didn't promise me anything. Stop doing that, Parry. Parry, stop it. Parry, oh, oh, oh. Includes the Patreon Neighborhood Watch Roll Call. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.